Hi and welcome to episode 197 of the Mighty Whites podcast. I'm Jack, as always, joined by Casey. How's things, mate? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. How about you? Yeah, pretty good. A uh, bit of rushing about because we've, uh, you know, just every, one y'all running a bit late, but I've been rushing about as well. It's been one of them days. Um, well, I will just get straight into it because it's been a while since the game and there isn't loads of that to talk about. But uh, 0-0 against Brentford, which I've just realised I've written down as if we were away from home, which threw me off for a second. You know what? I think you, I think you covered. I think you covered the game really well by describing it as nil-nil. Yeah, <laughs> it was very nil-nil, wasn't it? Like oh, it, was, it was a very dull game. That first half, outside of maybe the opening seven seconds, when I thought uh, Ivan Tony was going to volley them into the lead in spectacular Leeds defending, um, it seemed to very much slow down after that in terms of the chances. Yeah, I think it said a lot that, that that was one of them games that must have been a lot worse as a neutral. Like, I mean, I came out away like at half-time, me and my dad were relatively happy at the game. We're going, well, it hasn't been great, but, you know, we look the better side and, you know, there's probably something in this for us. And then I looked down at my phone and I had messages talking about how dreadful we'd been in the first half from neutrals. Yeah. And I was like, oh, have we been bad and Brentford have just been worse? And in the ground, I'm sort of not really seeing it as much. But I thought, I, I sort of thought overall we were okay. There's, I think there's certain elements you can definitely take from it. Like, I, I thought defensively, we, we looked a lot better. Now, whether you, I don't know whether you can put that down to Brentford being a bit more direct than we probably expected them to. Because um, they, they seem pretty happy going for going for long balls. Well, yeah, they were hitting him at Tony for the flick on. And one thing, for once, we did something sensible defensively. We almost, we kind of half gave up on the first ball. We did challenge for it, but we weren't particularly worried about it. We actually kept dropping a man off every single time. Whichever centre-back it was, but going to the other one, dropped five, six yards. So we were in a good position for the second ball. Because the number of times, if your centre-backs get caught square and Tony flicks it on, then you're knackered. Yeah. And I thought we handled it really well. And it's been a couple of games, so we can't put it all down to this. But I thought Max Verber was probably the best player on pitch. Yeah, very uh, very steady away. Which, at this point with our defence, I would snap your hand off for. Yeah, like I, I don't need anything. If I give me Robert Molinar, is is that what you say? Is even you Rob Molinar? He's very different to Rob Molinar, but <laughs> I just meant in terms of win your headers, nothing daft, but with probably a touch more technical ability. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say quite a lot more. I mean, he brought the ball out from the back. Well, he's passing through the lines. Looked pretty good as well. Um, there was a few players I thought played well. Verba was the standout. I thought Adams and Rocker were both really good, even though for some reason there is a bugbear currently among the fan base with Rocker, and it is really winding me up in the ground. I have, I, He's a rich man's Tommaso Bianchi. I have heard people. I have heard people <laughs> yell at him for, "Oh God, he can't pass the ball, this guy," and he's like giving the ball away once in forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, just waiting like, for him to fail. 
It is. He's he's the new one. He. I mean, there's all. We've had it with Roberts. We've had it with many people. I think that Mark Locker's the one in the ground at the minute. People just don't like him, and I can't understand why. Apparently, Spain are thinking about calling him back, calling him up based on his performances at Leeds. <laughs> but he's a but he's shy. Rodrigo, just oh, those bats. Well, uh, I don't know how Spain's other strikers have been getting on because I haven't been paying attention to it. But based on his form, yeah, they should call Rodrigo back up. Um. The problem with this was, although we were the better side, there was only that Nonto one that hit really well at the near post, and that was a really good save from Raya. That was the only, like, properly good chance. Yeah, there was a couple of Rodrigo efforts from outside the box, wasn't there? But nothing... Like I said, that, that first half was was just bereft of chances. Yeah. Well, in Brentford, for the entire 90 minutes, Brentford didn't have a shot on target. Which, again, like, I know, I know they are a mid-table team and that, but if you, if you're in that position and you're playing a team that is as leaky as we are, you'd think, oh, we should have a bit of a go at this. Because they ended up going with, I think we, we both thought it was going to be like a front three. Yeah, I thought they'd pick a back four because they had done in the other games and play one up front with two wingers, but they went with the with Tony and Burmo as a two. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I, th- I thought ultimately you looked at... I thought the full-backs did all right. Like, I don't think they had... I thought Ailing had a very good game. I thought Ailing was good. Strauk was his... Strout was his normal thing. I think he was solid enough until he got to within 30 yards of goal and then he started making the long decisions, but that's because he's a centre-back. Doing I, to be honest, things. you know, because I, I can't, it's, you wouldn't have expected me to say this very often, given everything, but with the way that game was going and how much we had impressed back that last 15 minutes, I legitimately would have brought on Furpo mm. to, like, give us a bit more... A bit more width and a bit more attacking down that side because by in the last 15 minutes, Brentford had sat back and just settled for a nil nil. And I really think it had been worth going for. Yeah, did I don't know, given our recent form, like, do you consider it an opportunity missed or is it a decent point? I I would say that both of those things are true. Like, Brentford are a decent side this year, so you can't say it's a disastrous result or anything. But based on that game, and it being at home, it's definitely a missed opportunity. If we'd have had that exact same game in the away game and drawn 0-0, I'd have been happy with it. I'd have said, yeah, definitely good result. But you have to... I know that Brentford are like, what are they now, eight or something? Hmm. So, in theory, a point against eighth is a good result. But I think Brentford are a beatable side. And on that day, they were definitely a beatable side. And I keep looking through that list of fixtures, you know, all of his good run and saying, there's only actually a couple of these games we are Bucky's favourites for, and this was one of them. Yeah. Like... I also did put on Twitter that I cannot believe Brentford are 2-1 to win this game. That price looks massive. So, 
I obviously don't think that a draw is a disaster, but I, I, it's definitely a missed opportunity. Yeah, I was I was a little bit surprised, and it's something we've probably not had to speak about for for a while now. But Marsh waited until seventy minutes to make his changes, mm. um, and then Bamford didn't come on until seventy nine. Greenwood came on on eighty seven, which I. I didn't think Greenwood... I understand why Greenwood came on. I think I was more frustrated that we didn't see people come on before him. Yeah. Uh, the actual Greenwood sub in and of itself, I think, was a good change in, the, in that scenario. Because I think once you get to the last, like, six, seven minutes, the yeah. way that game was going, I I was watching that game thinking, ah, but the best chance of a goal here is a set-piece. Bring on your best set-piece taker for the last seven minutes. I was fine with that. But there would have been other changes earlier. One of them would have been Furpo for me, definitely. For uh, Furpo, I was I was a bit surprised we didn't see Rutter. Sorry, Ruter. Yeah. Um Should have checked that with Lee when we saw him last night. Just, but yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'd, the the Sinisera change made sense, but it's clearly a bit rusty again. Yeah, and he's off the pace. I mean, I kind of wish now he'd. he'd he played in the 21s before this, you know, got 45 in with them or something before. Because the, the two appearances he's made so far is, is touch isn't there yet. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly a good player and we've seen it before the injury, but he does. He's the one that looks noticeably off the pace after this injury. Um, I don't really know if there's a great deal more to say about this game. No, there isn't. No, like. <laughs> Not a lot's happened. But just hope, hopefully Verba remains good. Uh, there's a few little bits of news. We'll do. Um, first one is one that I normally, we won't even talk about very much because, you know, I think between us we might have seen him play three games. But uh, 18-year-old Connor Ferguson has signed a new two-and-a-half-year deal. I haven't seen enough to have an opinion, really. But as he is one of two left-backs at the club... <laughs> just got to get them tied down. <laughs> It's probably worth mentioning it because he is the other one that is an actual left back by the looks of it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't say to him. today, but like it, I wasn't really able to watch much of the game today. But we'll, uh, yeah, we'll come on to it. But no, no one was good today for the twenty ones. Uh, in fact, while we're on the subject, have you seen? Have you seen anything? I have not seen anything. Uh, Norwich five leads two under twenty. Leads as team, you knew as soon as you saw the lineup. Like it was a it was a young time. That is so weird because I hope I have the Leeds website open in the background, and the advert is playing the song "What's Your Flavor," and I can just hear it very softly in the background. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a really young team. Uh, like uh, Mullen, Debayo, Bat Ferguson played, Kane Coleman played, Marley Wilson and Max McFadden played. Uh, Ma- Matteo Joseph did, so he isn't going to get a game tomorrow. But, it, it, sorry, is he the senior head in this team? Uh, in that team, Christopher Classen, Darko JB, Sean McGurk would be the senior heads. And they and Norwich picked a strong team. Like they had Adam Ida up front, who was a you know Irish international and stuff. It, it was always going to go this way. We were second best for all of it. I did have it on, but I 
was sort of only able to half watch. But the the big thing was uh, Connor Douglas was under 18s. He's what I've seen of him. He seems to mostly be described as an attacking mid. Got two goals off the bench, and that's his first game in the 21s. Ah, oh, nice. So that's like the main thing. So um, Marley Wilson on the right looked, he looked really tricky and really, he looked like he had a bit of talent, but we'll see. Uh, but what the many reasons, cup games for both, at both youth level and senior level, loads of reasons why we had a rotated side. But another one is a few have left, including Cody Drama to Luton. Uh, solid team to join at this point. The the you know they've they've had a good a good couple of years in the championship. Will be um, will be interesting to see how they get on. I, I couldn't tell you who their manager is now. It's Rob Edwards. Is it Robert? Oh, okay. Uh, um, and obviously, like Rob Edwards is that's the thing that could be very interesting with him because uh, like he was. Can you remember when that Forest Green team was going viral on Twitter every week because they'd score some amazing goal playing some brilliant football. Yeah. And they'd be like, you know, Bielsery, to be honest. Like, you know, the centre-backs push it out wide and 30 pass moves. And he went to Watford and it didn't work because it's Watford. But now he's got the Luton job and it appears he's very highly regarded. And I'm guessing that's one of the reasons that they've sent him there. Yeah, he um, like you say that that he, he did some good things with that Forest Green team, and the Watford job did not go well as it tends not to for for at least two managers a season. Yeah, he was um, even if it goes well, you might get sacked there. And also, they have just sold James Bree, who is their right back, to Southampton, so the spot is there. So you would think Drama will be straight in. And then confirmed today, although it was sort of done last night by the sounds of it, Joe Gellhart has gone Sunderland for the rest of the season. Just please let him get a run of games and play every game. It's it's why desperate. He probably won't play point. this weekend, but other than that. <laughs> yeah, he uh he needs a good run of games now from now to the end of the season and and hopefully he can get a few goals as well. Because he just... he Now that Rutea's here as well, he's just not going to get the minutes. No, and he needs to desperately. Um, obviously, it, that'll be a loan that I really am keeping a close eye on. Because talent-wise, there is absolutely no doubt he is good enough. It's just whether you can get it out of him. Well, we would we were going through... The, the attacking options they have as well. So he should have decent service in that team as well. Uh, it, yeah, like, it was kind of, we, it was kind I, of the big fear that if you go to Wigan, the problem is you're going to bottom of the league who are scrapping. And it, as a striker, it's probably not where you need to be going. You know, and I, I know for defenders and uh, defenders and goalkeepers, it, it can kind of work out well for you is going to, a club where you're going to, under, going to be under a lot of pressure. But as a striker, if you're not going to see a lot of the ball or you're going to have to play a lot deeper than you'd like to be, it probably doesn't benefit you. Yeah, I mean, they're nine, in fact, they're in the playoff chase. And we're, when we're on about it in the car, like, obviously, they've got that Ross Stewart up front, who's a good big man to play off and looks a good player. Also has one of the best nicknames in football 
the Loch Ness Drogba. But uh, that Jewish and Bennett, the Costa Rican kid, is meant to be shit out. Ahmed Diallo, just one player with month on loan from Scum. Uh, they've got... Red Bulls, Jack Clark. Yeah, Jack Jack Clark on one side. They've still got Paddy Roberts for the other. Uh, Alex Pritchard was a £10 million footballer as well. Uh, that that Edouard Mich- I don't know if it's it's French, so probably like Michut. But the one on loan from PSG, he's meant to be shit out as well. I'll see my Sunderland football manager say he, he didn't stick around for long. No. But they've got you know plenty of good players. They've also still got Niall Huggins, who I'm hoping can come good, because he got injured for about 14, 15 months, pretty much as soon as they signed him, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that should be a good place to go. Decent side, in with a shout of getting in the playoffs. And I don't think it'll hurt that he's going to play for in front of big crowds every week. No, should should be good for him. I mean, he's, he's used to playing in in front of a raucous crowd at the mm. best of times. I mean, there were some slightly toxic atmospheres he was playing in towards the back end of last season. Ah, Sunderland's uh, got that in him as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's it's not as if he's he he won't be used to it. You know, the feeling towards the end of you know last season when we were Norwich with a late equaliser. Trailing to Brighton, you know, there's there's been some tense moments he's he's played in, and and he's come good. So hopefully. and in both of those games, it's specifically him got us out of shit. Yeah, um, they're playing Fulham away in the cup tomorrow. I would think he won't be involved with that, but the next league game. I, mean, well, I was going to say he'll be cup tied. Oh yeah, he played didn't he against Cardiff? Cause yeah, uh, but the game after that will be an interesting one for Leeds fans because it's Millwall away for them. So you could have Cresswell, Shackleton, and Gellhart. Oh, bless him. Yeah. Um, and then the, the last one is one where I'm just having to hope that everyone's wrong. Uh, Chris Armas has joined the coaching staff as assistant head coach. It's a different job title, but he is basically the replacement for Mark Jackson, by the sounds of it. And it's, I think that like him and Maric have both been given sort of the same level of seniority. But, um, I mean, obviously, Marsh knows him really well. They played together at Chicago Fire forever. They played in the same US men's national team side. Admittedly, Marsh was only in it a couple of times, but they both played. They were both together at New York Red Bulls for ages. And then he was uh, Ralph Ranić's assistant at Scum last year. But the reviews from fans of... All of those clubs on Twitter and Chicago Fire and Toronto, where he was as well. And basically every single one of them's reaction was, how the fuck has he got another job? And it was worded that strongly. Like, they, he was a figure of... It wasn't just who we didn't like him very much. They were mocking the sheer concept of his existence. That sounds about right for us at the moment. <laughs> now it can't be that bad. <laughs> like he must, he must be like somewhat qualified. But if if it was one of the clubs and he just had a bad time, I'd understand. But it was all of them. Not once, not twice, but thrice. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, I mean, I I can't say to to know too much about him, so. Hopefully he doesn't make things worse. I mean that 
the the one thing I do know is that that Toronto side that he had, he got sacked very quickly, and they got battered. They were like awful, and they sacked him after they got ridiculously hammered. And I did see a clip of one of the sides he was coaching, and it was them conceding a goal from their own corner, and they had players pushed up even further than we did. There was no one back. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, um, I'm really not sure what to make of it. The main thing that I take from it, to be honest, and I think the most newsworthy thing about us getting him is that it is another show of faith in Marsh from the board. They're still allowing him to to bring in his own staff, and which well, clearly it's clearly his guy. Like yeah. That, it... <laughs> so they're obvious. If they were in any way thinking about sacking him anytime soon, I don't think they'd have let him bring him in. So I think that that's probably the most newsworthy thing about this. Um, I've put in the title for this something that is weird to me. Are we afraid of a cup upset tomorrow against Aquinnon? Because every other time we've had a game like this, every Leeds fan I know has been fucking terrified and just assuming we're going to fuck this up and lose. And and people aren't for this one. And if anything, that worries me more. I don't know if I'm afraid of it. I, I'm very accepting of, <laughs> of, of an upset. Like, you know, I've, I've, watched, I've watched those games... That, Histon and Sutton and Crawley. We always get mixed up with Fleetwood. Um, yeah. And everyone else. By the way, just as you mentioned it, um, not that anyone who listens to this doesn't already listen to the square ball, but the square ball guide to the defeat at Sutton that they've put out the other day was very good. <laughs> I'm, I'm about halfway through it at the moment where they're just uh, discussing the team that we put out mm. for that one in, in Gary Monk's statement. Yeah, and the Mackays and Billy Whitehouse. Yeah. Who are all, you know, two of them are part of an upstanding family and we will say nothing else about them. Well, I mean, Billy Whitehouse is his nephew. <laughs> they're I, either I'm... all in it or they're not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not that closely related, is it? Yeah, it was a bit of a weird one. But yeah, we. I think that the difference is with this one, to be honest. It is just that we, everyone's assuming we are going to pick a proper side. And, and it sounds like we are. And that does make a big difference to like your level of fear of the cup upset. I mean, I've looked at their side... Obviously, my lower league knowledge isn't what it was when we were in it, because I don't pay as much attention anymore. That uh, Toby Savin in goal is meant to be a decent keeper, and obviously he is a headline writer's dream as well. For you know, he makes ten saves in a cup upset. Hmm. He's straight in there, and uh, Sean, Sean McConville's still there. He'll probably play off the left. He's been there for like eight years or something, and I think he was there when he was a kid as well. And he's always been quite a good player. And from looking at it, Harvey Rogers, the centre-back, if I remember rightly from times I have seen him, he's a bit of a monster in the air, especially at set-pieces. So it, it was Accrington that smashed our 
under children. Six, this our like under sixteens, basically. Yeah, the book, that it, game, wasn't uh, it? I think it was seven nil. Yeah, but it was that was in the COVID thing where you because our first team and twenty ones trained together. If we sent the twenty ones, they wouldn't have been allowed back into four parts or something because hmm. it was proper bubbles and stuff. So we we said, I mean, we had like six, seven 15 year olds in the squad or something. It was, yeah, it was utterly average, ridiculous. I think the uh, the average of our squad numbers for that game was about fifty eight. I'm also relatively sure that I had to pay that you had to pay ten pound for the privilege of watching that on the stream. Brilliant. Fortunately, it was when I was still running through it all together, and I think I managed to get SB Nation to give me the money back <laughs> for covering it. Um, yeah, but looking through their squad, what I saw, there isn't really enough. Uh, Nathan Delfonso's there, which I didn't know, but he also has only made like four sub appearances, so I don't know whether he's been injured or if he's just crap. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. The truth is, and it's not in any way like disrespect to Accrington, it shouldn't really matter what they do if we turn up and play with and even reach five out of ten, we should win this game. Yeah, it, it, sh a... it should be relatively comfortable. Yeah. Anyway, Casey, you should be an expert being a former Accrington Stanley season ticket holder. Yeah, that was um, that, that was a fair while. So I mean, that, yeah, it is like twelve years like, ago. Don't make me think how long ago that was. Yeah. Uh, the good times are gone. Yeah. Um. um... By the way, that isn't because he ever changed teams. It's just that he was at uni over that way and a student season ticket was about 50 quid. Yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> I went to one game. <laughs> well, it wasn't worth it if you went to one game, was it? No, it was good. It was against Bradford. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Marsh said in his press conference that Ruta will... He didn't say he will start, but he basically said he will start. Uh, and that'll be for Rodrigo, because... Although he said Rodrigo is in contention to start, that was him correcting himself after he'd basically said, we're going to rest Rodrigo. Hmm. Um, so, Luther for Rodrigo will be one of them. Do you think there'll be many other changes? I think Furpo for Strauch will probably be one. Uh, Christensen, I think, will come back in. For Ailing, yeah. Um... I think he'll keep Cock and Verber together. Oh, no. Yeah, he'll definitely keep cocking because Cox suspended for the Forest game, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, he got his, uh, he got oh, his fifth yellow card. Because that, that was, was that game the cutoff point? Yeah, like, I think If he'd so, have made it through that, we'd have been fine. I believe so. But um, actually, come to think of it, Ben, if because we've got a week, haven't we, between the games, mm. I would play Llorente and Verba because we're probably going to have to play that against Forest. So I'd give them two a game to get used to each other. Okay, well, very well, much get Verbi used to Juventus is probably the more accurate way of saying it. Yeah, I I would stick with Rocker and Adams. Uh, I would as well. I thought they were and both then... really good in the last game and they've got plenty of time to recover. And like the Cardiff game, if we have a good start, get Adams off early. Yeah. Um, Nonto's played a lot of football lately. So I wouldn't mind if he was one to drop out. Because I, I think you've, I think we should start Sinistero in this one to try and <coughs> to try and give him a chance to get his sharpness back. 
Sinister and Harrison. Probably she have wide-ish players. Well, and do you think he leaves Amundsen in for the middle? He always plays, doesn't he? D- despite yeah. form, he always plays. Yeah, could maybe have. I say that he was on the bench for the replay against Cardiff. I I actually would quite like to see uh, Sinistero and Harrison as the wingers, and just play Ruta and Bamford. Yeah, I think it'd be good even if it was just for the first forty-five minutes if Bamford started. Yeah, I would. I would like to see them both in, and whether that means Harrison plays ten and Ruta plays wide, or Harrison's wide and we basically have two strikers and play sort of four-two-four. And by the looks of it, their last three or four games they've played a back three, so having two up there for is better for pressing anyway. Yeah, I'd go with that. So I think that's what I'd do. I think I'd, I'd start Bamford at nine and have Ruta as like the second striker. Yeah. And obviously that should be a more than strong enough team to do anything. Uh, he played Melier against Cardiff, didn't he? The second it time. Was, yeah, it was weird because it was Robles for the first game and Melier for the replay. Yeah. So I, despite, I wouldn't the, be despite sure. the fact that I didn't think Robles was in any way culpable for the uh, for the away game. No, uh, so I think he'll probably he'll probably stick with Melier, but he could pick Robles. Um, Sonny Perkins wasn't involved at all for the twenty ones, so he'll be in the squad. Yeah. Um, JB did play, so he he might well still make the bench, but he, he isn't going to get thrown in. Uh, he, as usual, by the way, even though we were miles second best in that first half, he did stand out a mile. Um. And yeah, I think that's. A, I don't think there's anyone else going to get thrown in, really. So, I mean, we should. The we should have... be, sorry, the one I always forget about for games like this is uh, Sam Greenwood probably plays. I think he'll probably end up on the bench. He might play if Rocker has a rest. Hmm. Because um, he played Greenwood as. Played Greenwood on the right, didn't he? Yeah, he was sort of non- yeah, he was the like nominally the right ten, but yeah. he was he was very quiet. Everything went down the other side. Yeah. Um. Which I think is more just because Nonto's in such good form that he's got a bit of that Rafinha thing at the minute. Of we just look to give him the ball. Um. I've I'm. <sighs> Because we'll pick a proper side, I think we'll be fine. I'm, I'm put, I've put 3 0 win. I'm going to go 4 1. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to say you're probably right to not go for a clean sheet, but we actually have had one <laughs> recently. Yeah, but we did forfeit our own goal scorer. True. Um, and for my bet, because I think he'll start, I've got a Sinistera to score from outside the area. Which is eleven to one. Uh, I've got leads uh, one plus goals in each half, leads three plus corners in each half, and Accrington one plus cards in each half at ten to one. At ten to one, cool. I'll make a note of that after we get off here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll take a while to type up. Yeah. So yeah, we'll um, we will be back 
some point soon after the game because I don't think there's much else to get into. I knew that this one would be a short one because the FA Cup. And as much as it is, it sounds disrespectful. We don't have a great deal to say about Accrington, whereas we will when it's Forest for week after. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to give a, a little shout out for Bielsa? Oh yeah, the story. Um, yeah, we probably should talk about that. And if it was still ongoing, I, I'd have probably opened with it. Mm. But it does appear that he now isn't. That sh- By the way, in an appointment that makes way more sense, it sounds like they're getting Sean Dyche. Makes in far a, more sense. In, in a plan that, that clearly has no direction when you've narrowed it down to Bielsa or Dyche. Yeah. Who, who are your ideas? Well, we're either going to get Big Sam or Pep Guardiola. But it's it's there's no joined up thinking at Everton whatsoever, is there? No. But indecisive from crisis to crisis. <laughs> nice. No, I thought you'd enjoy that one. <laughs> I don't think that I can this, do a play this... on on getting Bielsa to go back to planting tobacco in Mount Vernon somehow. Yeah. Keeping this a highbrow podcast. Yeah. Get this in the um, art section now. Yeah. Um. I, it does sound that okay, he did come in for top. I saw, I saw someone else say it, and it was one of my first reactions that maybe he is just too polite to turn him down over the phone. But then that story came out. I saw it in the Athletic, but it was a few other places that what he wanted to do, because we, the reason that we said he was never going to take the job is he doesn't take jobs mid season. Was that if he was going to do it, he wanted to take over the under 21s and the academy until the end of the season while they got in a firefighter to keep him up. Hmm. And then he takes over in the summer. Which you get Sean Dyche in as well. Which one made me think, actually, they'd never do it, but that is quite a good idea. And second of all, made me think, can we do that, please? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, though. If they got relegated and he'd spent the rest of the season working with the 21s, how good would they be next season? I know. Well, I uh, I said in um, they they asked me to do a thing for Talksport the other day, which I weirdly will. Un- it's a weird thing with Talksport that I'll do stuff for free, but I wouldn't do stuff for money. It's a weird situation. Uh, the uh, the first thing I said I was, was to call you a whore, but then realised no, that's the issue. So no, it's it, it's the opposite of that. Are you <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I'm just easy. Um, <laughs> And but there's yeah, nothing there's a, wrong with slots, by the way. Yeah, there's a weird thing. About the art section now. Well, I was saying, Bielsa at Everton in the summer makes all the sense in the world. And if they go down, it probably makes even more. Because mm. if you look at that Everton squad, but you get rid of, but you lose, they go down and then you take out Calvert-Lewin and Onana. Admittedly, I'd love Onana, but he would go high up the food chain. They'd... What they're left with, like someone like Ellis Sims, who's looked good at Sunderland and have got back off loan, would still be there. Players like that, that would be the perfect time for him. And I just think he'd suit the city of Liverpool well, given everything we know about him. And it would be really weird if Everton went down and then got Bielsa, having really disliked them for two years, purely because of their manager, I would then really like them and really want them to succeed. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be checking whereas out their it, highlights each week. Whereas if he'd have taken the job now, I can't wish him well, because it might come down to us or them. 
<laughs> it's worth sending them down, just like they're still good in me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm how, sorry. If if Bielsa would have taken the Everton job, how how would you have felt about it? At best, conflicted. Yeah. So, oh, no. I suppose I suppose there'd be there'd be the really petty part of me just going, he's doing this to fuck with Frank Lampard. Well, it would have been a very satisfying like wrestling conclusion to the story that after all of that, they get rid of him to get the ass. Then he keep, and then he keeps them up and just goes. He just has a look of well. One of us knows what we're doing. Yeah. But to me, although... So other clubs do research as well. And hopefully, if they keep, if other clubs keep doing research, they'll know not to hire Frank Lampard. Because um, as much as... Um, the, the problem is, obviously, I am happy to see Frank Lampard get sacked, because fuck him. However, I really didn't want him to get sacked, because I think Everton will now be better. Yeah. Like, for... For all these, you know, it, it might not always be the best football and stuff. Sean Dyche has, has proved himself to be good at his job. I, I, although, worryingly, well, probably not so much for Sean Dyche, but, um, you know, he'll be walking in thinking, it's not a bad squad to walk in with. with. And just like Terry Pedibles has gone, yeah, you know your best player? Yeah, he's leaving. He's off to Newcastle. I think, Anthony Gordon, we might be going to look at that in a few years and think, wow, that was a lot of money. Hmm. There's a lot of Newcastle fans that were going, I don't want him anymore. He's just gone on strike for three days to force a move. That's not the type of player I want. And then no, you look at going well here. Yeah, and then you look at and then you look at their timeline and go, Yeah, but there's a bigger thing that's a problem that you're not really talking about. <laughs> Unlike that, although there was so there was one that I saw uh, that was going. No, actually, I don't want him because of this. And said, "Yeah, but what about the ownership?" Yeah, well, yeah, I didn't want that either. <laughs> nah, fair, en fair enough. <laughs> Are there many workers going on strike in Saudi Arabia? Oh, I'll leave that. I've got a few, but I'll, <laughs> I'll leave that. Um, but it is a good. I mean, it is as as much as he's forced it in a very dickish way. I mean, it's a good move for them. Mm. I bet Everton are wishing they'd taken the 60 off Chelsea at the start of the season. Do you think that sort of rules out any interest in Jack Harrison at that point? Uh, I know, I know. Probably, he, probably. Yeah. He, he was linked with someone else, wasn't he? Uh, the other day, Jack Harrison. I can't, I can't remember who it was now. Oh, it was Leicester. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, maybe, but like they've got Harvey Barnes for the wing. So, I'm, and Harvey Barnes is good. So, unless they think they're losing him, yeah. Uh, I, I would not want to sell Jack Harrison, I've said before, but if they were to give us, you know, that Luke Thomas, that young left back, yeah, we could get him, then I'd probably be okay with it. Straight swap. <laughs> Mm. The, the weird thing is, there won't, there won't be much money. Mm. It'd be similar. Because I bet they'd want 25 million for him. Nah, if, if Anthony Gordon's 40, then Jack Harrison's at least 41. <laughs> Just to be petty. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I'm just I am just glad that Bielsa isn't going there, and hopefully, hopefully he takes a job in the summer somewhere. For I, I'll tell you what, Ajax have just sacked the manager. Go there, <laughs> <laughs> go to Ajax. I'd love to see that. That'd be great fun. Can't imagine their academy teams. Yeah, if uh, yeah, take over Ajax, young Ajax till the end of the season, and then take over Ajax. God. Us sat looking for streams of the uh, uh, <laughs> Erste de Vizale. <laughs> it's young Ajax. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, um, that would be great fun. But yeah, uh, I think that will do us for this one. Uh, we sh- probably early in the week, we should be able to do next next week. I think it's a, it's a bit more open next week. Um, so we should be able to get back for that. And then, obviously, we've got the like genuinely fucking huge game of Forest away on Sunday next week. Which God, I wish we could have played this game early in the season when they were still shit. <laughs> yeah. Really could have done with that. Yeah. And then after that potentially scum twice in a week. Which has the potential to be the worst week. <laughs> <laughs> All the best. <laughs> sure. Yeah. We'll go uh, with that one. Uh, so, yeah, nice one. I've been Jack. See ya. I've been Casey. Have a good one. In a bit.